your oxygen consumption and your carbon dioxide is the exact way to tell how your body is burning fuel. Welcome to the Your Longevity Blueprint Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Stephanie Gray. My number one goal with the show is to help you discover your personalized plan to build your dream health and live a longer, happier, truly healthier life. You are about to hear from Dr. Kelly Felmer. Today, our topics are ozone, low-level laser therapy, and metabolism testing. Let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Your Longevity Blueprint Podcast. Today, my guest is Dr. Kelly Felmer, who is a doctorally prepared nurse practitioner who's on a lifelong journey of being healthy and wants that for all people she serves as well. She helps both women and men to be empowered and to take control of their own health. With over 25 years of medical experience, Dr. Kelly guides those in need on a health journey to reverse disease, resolve symptoms, and restore normal function in the body. At Discovery Health Healing Center in Green Bay, Wisconsin, Dr. Kelly and her staff believe that no one has to suffer with nagging symptoms and chronic illness, but also that people have been but also that people have been taught wrong about how to keep themselves healthy. Medications do not make a person healthy, they treat a symptom. So at Discovery Health Healing Center, we focus on the basic function of the body, work to restore normal function at a cellular level, and therefore resolve the cause of the symptoms and reverse the disease process. Welcome to the show, Dr. Kelly. Thanks, Dr. Gray. How are you today? I'm good. Long time no see. Yeah, it has been. It definitely has been. We met years ago and I heard a little bit of your story and I'd love for you to share that with our audience today. So tell us your story. What got you so interested in integrative medicine? That's a tongue twister. Yeah, it definitely is. But so, you know, like for many of us who start doing um, medicine or health differently, it's often with our own journey. I have um, hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's, but that's not where my journey started. My journey started with my family, of course, and truly it's been failures of the medical system in my family, in my mom first, and then in myself, and then also now currently with my dad and mm. um, just how we're no longer approaching things in the right way to help people maintain health or to actually find health. So, and when you say uh, we, you mean like conventional medical model is not approaching, right? Is that right. what you mean? Okay. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Just to be clear, you and I, as in we, we're doing better. You and I, we, we are trying to do things differently <laughs> yeah. and focusing on the right things so we can actually make a difference in these people's lives. But I definitely saw my mom's journey, you know, just in a whirlwind from health illness and she was a, you know, she doctored all the time and got another drug and another medication and the IBS and the depression and then the thyroid cancer and then the pancreatic cancer and, you know, blood pressure problems. And it just, oh, she just ended up with a ton of medication and she died and she was only 60. So sad. Yeah. So really a tragedy. And you know, when she was diagnosed with thyroid cancer, I got worked up for the type of thyroid cancer as well, because I'm told that's hereditary and it's never been in mm -hmm. my family at all. Nobody else has ever had it. Sure. But medullary thyroid cancer is only 3% of all the thyroid cancers. So I finally got my thyroid checked out to show that I don't have cancer, but I was hypothyroid. And then that started my own health journey through that journey of great, just like so many of our patients, we get put on thyroid medication because we feel kind of crappy. 
you know, we're just getting by and we can't lose weight and, but you're so tired and like, yay, diagnosed thyroid problem. The medication is going to make all the difference in the world. And then you're like, okay, my numbers changed, but I didn't change. I still feel crappy. The TSH went from whatever it was to, okay, you're saying it's normal at two, but I don't feel good. Mm-hmm. But we call that good. And then they wash their hands of us. And say, there's nothing else we have to offer you. Yeah, exactly. Or no. An antidepressant. Fine. Right. <laughs> right. Just like so many of our patients, I went on one. I was in a a not so good marriage at the time and thought, you know what, maybe I do need one. And I, <laughs> did I feel horrible with that. Mm-hmm. It was not what I needed. I, I really didn't need that because clinical pearl, antidepressants don't help correct the other person right? <laughs> in a bad marriage. So that didn't help at all. So yeah, my mom's journey and then my own journey and just then being triggered to the point after autoimmune thyroid came rheumatoid arthritis and the rheumatologist, you know, just like endocrinologists are very closed mind, most of them, not all of them, of course, but my rheumatologist insisted food didn't play a role. I asked multiple times, what about this? This is supposed to be good for the immune system. Will that help? No, don't do that. That'll probably mess up your immune system. <laughs> Only take this drug. I took the medications because I didn't want the disabling effects of rheumatoid arthritis. Like, okay, I know what that ends up looking like. I don't want that. The reality is it doesn't stop the disease progression. I needed ibuprofen three times a day to not have pain. And then when I complained of not being able to bend or straighten my my index finger, specifically of my right hand, I'm like, ooh, I'm noticing something change and, you know, talk to my rheumatologist about it. And he said, well, when you can't move your finger at all, then you let me know. That was the big aha moment to say, I'm pretty sure we can do things differently. Like that (laughs) was not okay. You know, I'm 32, 33 years old. You want me to not use my hand and then you'll help me? How am I stopping disease? I'm not. Those were the big, big moments watching my mom die and then not being managed well with thyroid or you know rheumatoid arthritis, which is managed by food and I don't take medications. For you the know, listeners, I, she's wiggling her fingers and showing us her range of motion. And that's right. Not everybody. <laughs> she's is. not debilitated. Yeah. <laughs> food matters. All these things from the inside out matter. And that's when I started to learn things differently and got training, you know, different ways in nutrition, in functional medicine, in herbs, in, mm-hmm. you know, whatever I can keep learning on to better know how the body really works because we're taught pathology and disease. We're not really taught or reinforced and we just take for granted that the body works right. Mm-hmm. right? But then mm-hmm. that's where, where all of our symptoms start coming from. Yeah. So that's helped me, you know, tell people don't come to me to diagnose you. I don't want to diagnose you with anything. I want to help get things working mm-hmm. and functioning. And then you don't have all those symptoms anymore. 
Amen. Yeah, I think we practice very similarly. So along your journey, which yeah, thank you for sharing that story, um, you started Discovery Health Healing Center. So you approach things a little differently than traditional medical providers and other alternative providers. So tell our listeners, I think I know what you do, but tell our listeners how your services are a little different. Like you're just saying, I don't diagnose. So what do you do, Kelly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and not that I couldn't oh, diagnose. Right, right. But definitely, I value my medical experience Mm -hmm. and the knowledge that that's gained. And then I can use a medication when it's appropriate. I just gave someone a prescription for some NP thyroid. That's okay because she really needs it right Mm -hmm. now. But it doesn't mean she's going to need it forever or maybe not that dose or figure that out as we go based on our body's needs. So one thing that... I've tried to create at Discovery Health Healing Center to differentiate a little bit is not only doing one-on-one consultations to help a person do education, find out their story to get the clues of what's happening in their body so that we can start to support them in the right way and make some changes. But then I offer other services that can complement what I do. And it's all focused at helping the body function normally. So, or looking at it from a cellular function to say the cells need good oxygen. They need all of the nutrition. They need good adrenal support. They need the thyroid. They need X, Y, and Z inside the mitochondria to produce energy. And if we get that happening at the cell, then that cell is making energy. And if we get all those cells in that organ making energy, well, then that organ's functioning appropriately. So I do some additional services with IV nutrition therapy, giving lots of vitamin C, different B vitamins, of course, and um, different things. I've added ozone therapy into IVs and even prolozone injections, which I can tell you more about. Let's go there. Yeah. Let's talk more about ozone. So I haven't had a lot of guests mention that yet. So tell us what the, what it is, kind of the purpose of it, how you administer it. Let's go there. Tell us how it's helping your patients. Okay. So I just incorporated that into my practice last year. It definitely through different certification programs and training programs that I've taken for IV nutrition. I heard about it often, especially when I do an IV nutrition for oncology and, you know, severe and chronic illness. And it just wasn't something that, you know, it seemed like it was more work. And, you know, I just wanted to get better at at what I was doing. And I couldn't wrap my brain around it quite yet, even though I was hearing about it. But last year, after hearing a podcast with Dr. David Brownstein, and he mentioned ozone. And then I was listening to somebody else about something. And I'm like, and they mentioned ozone. And I'm like, gosh, darn it, I better learn about this ozone. (laughs) Right? Like they're doing ozone. And, you know, so got me more interested because, you know, I take a lot of clinical pearls from a lot of those other experts out there. And then found a course that Dr. Frank Schallenberger teaches. And truly, you know, David Brownstein went through Schallenberger's course. So I'm like, okay, show me Schallenberger's course because he went through it. I'm going to see what that's all about. And ozone, when I explain it to somebody I'm working with, when I think it's something appropriate for them is, you know, I describe as a super oxygen, although that's a very simplified version of it, but oxygen is O2. Mm -hmm. And ozone is O3. So 
It's when oxygen gets split apart and it comes back together. And now it's joined as a threesome instead of a twosome. That creates ozone. We are familiar with ozone because we smell it in the air when we get a rainstorm or there's been lightning because it's that electricity that breaks apart the oxygen that then creates ozone. So in truly, you know, there are people who think ozone is something bad for you because it's measured and reported through the weather service. But it's because ozone is easy to measure in the atmosphere and the level of ozone correlates with air pollution. So ozone in the air isn't bad. It's the air pollution, but that's more difficult to measure. So they report ozone levels. So it kind of has a negative connotation from an environmental. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Ozone isn't something you want to breathe in directly. That will give you a severe coughing fit that you will never forget. But there are many great ways to benefit the body in ozone being tremendously healing, removing inflammation, and super easy, actually, to administer and super great effects for that person with cancer and autoimmune disease or even post-viral and bad viral illnesses. We're using a lot of ozone and vitamin C because it gives your body exactly what it needs. We burn oxygen. And if we can get and facilitate more oxygen into all of the cells, it proves to be beneficial, helps to kick out free radicals or things that are bogging the cell down while promoting a healing process. So it's been pretty fascinating. We use it. It got much more popular much quickly than I was prepared for. We have athletes who use it and who were asking for it. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. And it just took off like wildfire where I was trickling it in with my patients. But then people who know about it, look for it. And it's a tremendous healing modality. I do it, you know, along with the vitamin C or not to keep autoimmune disease in check in remission and, you know, under the best control possible. So I really value it from that standpoint. But we can also administer it rectally. It can be given in the bladder. It can be given vaginally. It can be given in injections. So I also do some prolozone injections where I'm giving nutrition, actually, some a small uh, syringe of anti-inflammatory solution of giving the cells in the injured or inflamed area that the area that's stuck and not healing, giving the prolozone there followed by the ozone therapy. And it's amazing how many times people come back or only need one or two injections and how healing that injection was. It helped to relieve the pain Re facilitate better circulation. It helped to increase oxygen and nutrients exactly in the area and things start changing immediately. So it's been a pretty great addition. I, I already have questions because I'm where you were, although I've been stuck there for like five years thinking, I want to bring on ozone. I want to bring on ozone. I haven't had time to get the training. <laughs> and right. I will eventually. How do you cycle that with vitamin C? Because I assume you can't get them both the same day or how do you work it? You can. Yeah, you definitely can. And we've done a lot of that when people have um, an illness or yep, when they're sick or when they're um, trying to recover. It's just that, oh, I'm still fatigued. I just not back to normal. 
definitely we use a lot of vitamin C for that, which helps tremendously. But now that we have ozone also, you can do ozone first and follow it with the vitamin C. You can follow it with any vitamin, any IV bag, um, but we do most often and have a, a combination of doing the, the ozone followed by vitamin C is the thing that we do most often. But then we have several people who do the ozone alone as well. Do patients so feel better after one treatment? Like I, I have some patients who you give them vitamin C and they're like, man, I feel better. Like, do they feel better? Can they quickly? And I have the, the same thing with people, you know, one person will feel so dramatic, you know, like, wow, that was the best thing ever. And then I'll have, a, you know, the next person who's like, feel well, anything. Yeah. I'm in that boat. Like, you know, I know I get it and I feel good or I'll, I'll use vitamin C a lot when I'm feeling a little run too thin. I don't get tired or that I don't get sick. I'll get a vitamin C and I feel the difference from the adrenal support of vitamin C. I do too. I do too. Yeah. That that I don't feel worn out where I could feel I was on the edge of that. So that I noticed, but I'm not one of those people who, you know, like, oh, I got that IV and I feel amazing. Like, no, it just, it keeps me feeling great every day. I know this is your answer is probably, I can't tell you that because I offer individualized care, but for patients with autoimmune diseases and who choose to pursue ozone, like what's the frequency? Do some of them, you know, just from maintenance, not treating acutely, but like from a maintenance standpoint, are some patients doing it like once a month? What do you find? Yeah. So of course it's um, absolutely you're right that it's individual depending where they're at on their journey how aggressively they want to attack what's going on. That'll all depend, but they could get it a couple of times a week to weekly. What I've chosen to do most often, if antibodies are sky high, they're not doing as well as they should be, I would recommend at least once a week for a good four to six weeks before we go down and get it once a month. And then as I titrate with anyone, if, if you're maintaining and if you're doing well, and if we've got all of our bases covered, we can keep spreading that out and making sure. sure you still keep feeling good. So you mentioned antibodies. Are you seeing, now that you've been doing this for a while, with autoimmune diseases like antibodies going down over time, um, are you, so have you been doing it long enough that you're seeing not just symptoms I, I improve? Been but, doing, yeah. I've only been doing it since the end of last summer. Sure. So it hasn't been long enough. And I'll tell you in myself, yes, but I've also noticed I don't have a good, I don't have a good pulse on that because I think there's too many other things that have made antibodies go back up from a vaccine standpoint, from just different exposures where we targeted it very hard in one particular person that I'm thinking of. And we went, what? Like it didn't change. Like she feels great and everything's amazing, but her antibodies didn't change. And as we talked through it, those were the only types of things that we could come up with that made things worse. And we didn't see the benefit we were looking at when we targeted it for that period of time, because then my husband got sick and then this, and then we're checking and... A lot of variables and a lot happened over the last year. So not the best. (laughs) Right. So I don't think that's a, yeah. So I wish I could say absolutely. You know, I know that it's helping at a cellular level, no doubt in my mind. Dramatically, we see people bounce right back, you know, from with fatigue and their just sickness and you know the things uh, that we do from that standpoint, that's easy to see that it was a game changer and a much more potent combination of tool. 
And I'd like to see over time it change more significantly in um, some of the autoimmune. Well, speaking of other illnesses, what about biotoxin illnesses? Do you treat patients with mold and Lyme? Are you using ozone for those? So we do. They're not a big part of my population, but definitely between the ozone and even UV light with the IV nutrition will be some things that I'll use with people with chronic Lyme and um, or chronic mold illness or EBV, things like that to target um, through the bloodstream just a little bit differently. But uh, those patients for me are sporadic. So I don't have a routine with that either. And depending where they where else they've been and what they've done and what they're coming to with. What about side effects with ozone? One thing that I learned and you'll learn through the training, (laughs) it's really safe if you do it the right way. And so um, there's tons of literature on it, which is pretty amazing too. So that's always reinforcing and and good to see. I do just um, major autohemotherapy ozone, which is MAH abbreviated ozone, which just means I pull 50 cc's of blood and then we put ozone in your blood and we let the two of them, we agitate it a little bit and we watch your dark red blood turn bright red because it's super oxygenated. And once it's reached that bright red point, we administer it back to the person. There are other ways to do it or bigger volumes or hyperbaric ozone that I contemplate about as the need gets higher. So we're not at that stage yet. The the MAH ozone is just working perfectly for us. And just uh, started talking about how we do it. And then and then it's perfectly safe that there shouldn't be any side effects. Now, would there be, you know, sometimes watching for Increased bleeding tendencies or um, literally I've seen nothing uh, happen and, you know, safety first from my perspective on how we administer any IV here. And I think that has a lot to do do with it. But just like with any informed consent and any risk with just getting hydration IV, you could get infection, you could get something thrown off. So there is a long list of potentials and I've never seen it. And all of the mentors that I follow don't usually see them either. But there are some people who directly inject ozone which is frowned upon because that's dangerous. Okay. If you just think about directing somebody an air embolism, that's the yeah. way to do it. So we don't do that. Good to know. Yeah. What about yeah. Herxheimer reaction? Would patients get any sort of die-off reaction? So I think it depends on how sick they are and what they're yeah. sick with. But absolutely the potential for that would be there. Sure. And so starting small and building up is is wise. Yeah. Good, yeah. Wise. Interesting. Ozone still piques my interest. Okay. Your practice, I know you do something else differently. You offer near-infrared light therapies with Thor yeah. Medical. And I remember talking to you about this a couple of years ago because I knew you got this big new toy and I wondered, like, I shouldn't call it a toy, but yeah. I mean, yes. yeah, equipment for your Medical office. Medical grade equipment. Yes. <laughs> I'd like to hear more of what, I guess, I'll go back to saying, piqued your interest with that yeah. therapy with photobiomodulation and explain to our listeners what that is because we all, I also haven't had a lot of guests talk about that sort of light therapy. So tell us okay. how, what it is, how you use it in your office, how it's been helpful for your patients. So if we go back to my story, I started to say failures of the medical system and finding new and better ways to help people. 
three years ago. Actually, I think we're going on four now. My dad was diagnosed with ALS. Then I got an email about this light therapy photobiomodulation, and it was about neurological treatments with it. So I looked at that and I started reading about that and researching about it. And I'm like, we have to, I got to get this. Yeah, I got to get this. My dad needs this. We need to do this now. And so, you know, so I jumped in to learn whatever I could about it and how it can be helpful for the body again at a cellular level at helping to balance within the cell, kicking out free radicals or other things that are bogging down the cell, helping to optimize the chemical processes of creating energy in the cell, balancing the NAD, NADH, the light therapy, all the good things that we know ozone does, light therapy does too with near-infrared light. So it changes things at a cellular level When we absorb that near-infrared, just like we absorb the UV light to make vitamin D and Mm -hmm. how important that is, we can absorb near-infrared light to create changes at a cellular level and things start to change. So I was prompted and got interested for a need in my family. And that's actually been the thing. At that time, I was doing consultations all by video from my home. And it was the need of getting this equipment that made me open up doors of my own practice with both a full body bed near infrared called the Novathor. And then Mm -hmm. we also do local treatments for acute and chronic injuries with the strategy of near infrared light helps to remove inflammation in the area. It helps to increase circulation. We can interrupt the nerve response or the triggers that are sending pain in the muscles that are in spasm for a non-invasive pain reduction strategy. So we've seen over the last two years, tremendous changes in acute and chronic injuries that just because of the near infrared light, the Thor, Thor medical light therapy And then that's also the thing that pushed me to get ozone and do prolozone because it's like the next best step to do all of those things. But if we weren't getting enough relief, well, I can go right on in there and give it a little bit more of what it needs to finish the healing process. And that's been working fantastic. So I hear you say expedite healing process, reduce pain and inflammation. So great for acute injuries, right? So do, but also for chronic, I want to go back and hear about your dad. So is your dad using the bed? So or that's how? not a good story. Um, only because when we got the equipment and then COVID shut down everything and he has a very chronic illness. Yeah. So they've never been able to come use it. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. This is the story of my life. (laughs) You know, like the epiphany. I couldn't help my mom and I can't help my dad, but they've facilitated things to help me help myself. And lots of other people. Yep. Yep. Amazing. I won't come back to this, but I got to digress. So you've been through so much. Like that's a lot of trauma. Like how do you mentally stay strong? And what are some lifestyle practices that you've used and you've helped with your patients? Uh, you've used to help your patients in similar circumstances. How do you keep going, Kelly? <laughs> <laughs> because there's always somebody more to help. That most definitely and definitely had a lot of traumas. And even 
part of my, I didn't go back far enough to include my brother in part of that story who got in a bad car accident at age 16, which was the catalyst for me to go in this direction. Wow. That's the first thing, you know, yeah. to say, well, I couldn't help him, but here I am in this field helping people. And then my mom and then my dad, and then here I am. So and yourself uh, and yeah, yeah, definitely some traumas along the way. And there were some big traumas that impacted me through this journey of trying to do things differently as well, mm-hmm. where I had to take a moment to take care of me. That's mm-hmm. why I did consults at home. Yep. I still felt driven and passionate. I can help people. And I, I just did it on a lower scale for a while because I needed to recoup. Yep. But every single one of those life experiences, of course, and in my consultations, I describe my practice as holistic as well as restorative. I firmly believe I we deliver that every day because in my one-on-ones, there's no, almost never can we not talk about the stress and how it impacts a person and getting them to recognize how much it's impacting them. There are times they need to quit their job and they need to hear someone from the outside tell them Tell that. them that, yep. Definitely, I did a lot of self-reflection and helping myself recover, my adrenal glands recover from those traumas. Personally, the secret sauce is that I'm driven by just like the story with my dad to stay positive about that, to do whatever I can to be helpful. That keeps me going. That keeps my energy high. That helps me serving people well. But most definitely, I needed a good two years to take some TLC and to walk outside and to breathe Mm -hmm. fresh air and to set my feet in the grass and do all those basic things to repair and recover. And I talk about that with my people all the time and talk about how their stress is their perception. When you wake up in, in the morning and William's made a mess, You know, you either let that ruin your day or go, yep, he made a mess, right? And how many times, and maybe you felt caught or stuck one day, but that destroys people because they're like, again, and it's horrible. And it's just like, really? You know what? It's not that big of a deal. And if you can just change your perception of of that stressor, that helps to change everything. So I've found that as a beautifully strong tool that I use for myself and for so many people that I talk to of helping them get a grip of, you know what, crumbs on the table. You see it every day. It makes you mad every day. It makes you have a bad day every day. Is it really worth it? I think we need to let this one go because nobody died and nobody got hurt but yet it's ruining your life. All of those stress mitigation and self-reflection, helping people come up with a new message. I am worthy. Looking in the mirror, you are beautiful. All of those things. We talk about those things because those are the core, just as much as eating good food makes a difference in everything. So that's a piece of everything we do too. Good to do it for yourself. <laughs> yes. So does the laser light, am I saying that right? Is it low level laser? The Yep. That would be another like, name for it. Is that helpful? I mean, as far as, is that kind of like sonotherapy that would 
induce kind of that parasympathetic calming state or not? Does that and so, um, in a, think about first, uh, near infrared is yeah. a long spectrum of light. So our far infrared saunas yep. make, help us to sweat because that yep. far infrared vibrates. And, it's, yep. and then the near infrared, just at that cellular, that cellular level to promote normal function. So definitely um, people always ask first if it's like their sauna and it's 100% the opposite, opposite. Okay, but provides definitely good health benefits. Additional things as, as I learn how the light therapy um, changes things at a cellular level in that um, the use of making energy with NAD and NADH and the recycling to, to have more NAD available it facilitates oxidation of glucose through pyruvate into NADH, which then helps to have more recycle for that NAD, NADH cycle balance. So, sure, sure. So do you lay in a bed? Is it like a tanning bed? Like that yeah, you, so yeah. it looks like it's clothes on or off or like. <laughs> so minimal clothes is recommended. We ask people to keep on their underwear, but definitely it's a whole light uh, bed therapy. We have people go in it just for 12 minutes at a time. We start them out small at six minutes and work them up to 12 minutes. Sure. If they were a limes or a mold person, I'd start them out at three minutes because they could have some flu-like symptoms or sure. fire symptoms because of the changes that are facilitated. So we start them out very small. We've also had, you know, someone who's very fair skinned, you know, very pale redhead that that light might be a little intense. We'll start them out small too and build them up or they feel like they get a little wind burn. But even when we start people at six minutes, it's amazing how so many of them come out saying how much better they feel. Getting that little bit of rest is always helpful too. Taking a down moment, hearing relaxing music. But even when we very first started, people would come out and say, wow, you know what? I put my shirt back on and my shoulder didn't hurt. My shoulder always hurts when I put my clothes on. And I'm like, really? I'm like, you were in there for six minutes. And they're like, yeah. And that felt amazing. And I go, wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Pretty incredible. And it's not that everybody feels that. But then I started getting people who you know, didn't notice anything at that moment. And then they come back and they go in the bed again. And they're like, you know what? I was driving home and I needed to look over my shoulder and I can't look over that shoulder. And the range of motion, just the muscles relaxing and being able to get rid of some inflammation started moving right away. And they felt that, you know, didn't recognize it at first till they did a motion to change lanes in their car. And they're like, oh my gosh, I just turned my head so well. How did that happen? And that was off of the whole body bed, which is great. And now if somebody has a specific neck injury or back injury or sciatic pain, we'll work on it more directly, more concentrated with probes that are able to get penetrate deeper as well to facilitate more change to help loosen up their back and decrease that pain, et cetera. But it's been wonderful for sciatic. Although I'm also encouraging stretching and, you know, if they were seeing PT and getting a chiropractic adjustment and it's all, you know, all part of the puzzle, but it's, it's been pretty phenomenal how things start to change. 
you offer bioenergy testing or yeah. metabolism testing at your practice. So right. tell us what that is, because that's also not something I'm currently using. And tell us how that has benefited your clients. I learned more about it through ozone therapy, again, through Frank Schallenberger. And because he's the spearhead behind it to take the metabolism testing, as he describes and supports with research, was the way to test the thyroid in the beginning. Mm. And taking your looking at your oxygen consumption and your carbon dioxide is the exact way to tell how your body is burning fuel, burning oxygen for fuel. So he describes that as oxygen utilization. And when you're burning fats for fuel, you have a specific ratio. When you're burning glucose for fuel at the cellular level, that ratio changes. And so through evaluating a person at rest, just breathing. We do some spirometry testing to evaluate their forced vital capacity to get an evaluation of how well they should be breathing and bringing in oxygen. I've had a good handful of people where I have to tell them, we first have to work on learning to breathe and belly breathe because they're literally not breathing well enough and that impacts their whole body. It's not that they need a supplement. It's not that they need a medication. It's you need to breathe. Like that's the number one thing we have to start with. And that's free. You just have to practice actually breathing better. So that's been pretty amazing. um, Just pulling pieces of how the body works together. But it's taking the information of burning and using oxygen in the mitochondria to produce energy and looking at the ratio of oxygen consumption and carbon dioxide ratios to know the demand on the body. And then the software that the technology goes through breaks it down further that I can't quite explain, although I've got the information that gives you the formula of how it takes this, this, and this to come up with this. But it pulls out of that information then a resting metabolism for that person, as well as evaluating how do they have enough thyroid inside the cell to produce energy and how well their adrenal gland is supported and getting used inside the cell. It gives us an evaluation of the amount of carbohydrates that the person is consuming How much of an effect is that having on their body's ability to burn fat for fuel? So that's been rather enlightening as well, because with every person, it's different. One person, you're doing fantastic. The amount of carbs that you're eating for your metabolism, for your body, it's fine. Everything's working really well like it should. So it's having minimal impact. To the next person that I'm telling, you need to keep eating these complex carbohydrates, but we need to get rid of these simple carbohydrates because they're bogging you down. To the person where I'm getting a completely different output, where the carbs that they're eating are literally shutting down the body's ability to burn fat for fuel. You can see that on this testing and tell them how to change their eating. Exactly. Right. And it's super cool. And it's not about people come back and say, well, how many carbs should I eat? And I say, no, it's based on how you eat and you need to keep eating like you are, or you need to cut that in half 
you need to cut that. So it all depends on where you're starting sure. to get what that next step is. So if patients are compliant and they make the changes you recommend, how quickly are they going to see? I mean, I know there are multiple variables that are probably contributing to this metabolism, but how quickly are patients seeing results? Like, was this a big needle mover for you when you started using this? Definitely when I started using it, when we got it under our belt, when we got a few little tweaks out, I changed things based on mine. Let me tell you, I'm like, really? I was feeling pretty good. But mine said I didn't have quite enough thyroid. So I went back up on my thyroid. My carbs were a non-issue. Don't eat a lot of those. But I changed how I exercise as well. Because not only in, you know, as I described, your oxygen and carbon dioxide ratios and how you're making fuel in your body to have energy, your heart rate gets associated where your optimal fat burning zone is. That's been a tremendous game changer as well to learn when I'm exercising, it's not always more is better, harder is better sure, because sure. you overdo and you actually go in an anaerobic state and the bioenergy tells us at what heart rate that is. So even though the trainer told you, you need to get your heart rate up above 150, I come back and tell you, well, your body says different. Your body said, actually, you burn fat at 110. If you're always exercising above that, you're past fat burning. You're not burning fat. And you wondered why you exercise harder and you can't lose weight. And then you're burning out your adrenals and your recovery is poor and you're exhausted. And yeah, it's really helped to mesh and bring information from a functional perspective to compare along with the labs I may have tested and then along with what the person is telling me, Mm. it more often than not coincides with the person and what they say. But now you have not only their subjective view of their symptoms, you have an objective view. So most definitely, I'm rechecking that for some people in about three months If we need to recheck it that fast, and I've got several people out, you know, six months, and I should have rechecked mine by now, but I don't want to yet. (laughs) I'm not done yet. I want it better (laughs) when I get back on the bike. I have refused to do it because I'm like, nope, I'm got to keep working on these things I'm working on because I want that to be really good. Awesome. Three new fun topics for our listeners. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all of that. Tell us more about you, where listeners can find you. Are you on social media? The clinic is located in Green Bay, Wisconsin, uh, Discovery Health Healing Center. Our website is dhhealingcenter.com. We have, you know, very transparent. We're out there with all of our information out on that website. Of course, we're on Facebook and Instagram. I don't do much with any of the other social media at this point, but those are things that we'll put little posts or little accomplishments or wins, you know, different things happening for our patients that are changing for them. But those would be the ways, easiest to ways. Put, yeah, yeah, yeah find easiest you. way to see what we do and where we are and how to contact us. Are you one of the few clinics that has one of these low laser light therapy beds? Yeah. So as far as the Novathor bed, which is um, one of the only medical grade beds out there and FDA approved, there definitely are other competitors, but we're the only sure. Novathor in the state of Wisconsin. And then there's a lot of other places that have light beds with green light and blue light and red sure. light. And they claim the same research benefits of the photobiomodulation, 
which is not true because it needs to be the near infrared light. So I don't know what they're really providing besides a colorful bed. Tell us your top longevity tip. Absolute top. If you had to pick one. So I think it's one concept okay. versus being one thing. When you told me that you were going to ask me that question, what I find the most valuable as we took this time to talk about different services and how they work differently within your body. But the bottom line is listening to your body and hearing what it has to say. Because when I'm talking with somebody, if I pay attention to how they describe something, it always gives me the clue. And I actually tell them how much I love it when they gave me all the answers of what their body actually needs. It's having a provider first who helps to reflect those things to say, but this is what you're telling me. Yes, that symptom, but that's what it says about your body, about how it's functioning and gave me the clues to know what to test, but more importantly, already how to support you. We definitely find when I've worked with someone for a while, they learn how to better listen. And there's definitely people who listen really well in the beginning. But if we can listen together, the clues that say, when you know it's not right, then it's not right. It doesn't matter that you had this test, you had this scan, you had this blood work, you had this and it says you're normal. You don't feel normal, then something's not working right. And so if we listen hard enough for those clues, we get the the right places to at least start. And then that gives us the launching pad for things to change. And we can hear the other symptoms then once we get the main things out of the way. Love it, love it, love it. Thankful that the world and state of Wisconsin has providers like you who are listening, right? Whose minds are open, who are are listening. So I got three words for you, Kelly. You got to write a book. (laughs) I think you told me that once before after, of course, after you were done writing Writing, your book, right? Because you're like when you were in the midst of it. Oh, it was very stressful. Yeah, I don't recommend it to anyone. No, I'm just kidding. I I do. No, I just feel like you have such a story and thank you for being, being so vulnerable and sharing your story with us. And I'm sure, I mean, we heard 50 minutes of it. We didn't hear the decades worth of trauma and just challenges that you've gone through, but I just think your story is beautiful. And so thank you for, yes, sharing about low laser. I still can't say it. Low level laser therapy, ozone, IV therapy, metabolism testing, but, but just thank you for sharing your story and for staying progressive and for staying out there, you know, being the provider who is just, you're really just seeking to serve other patients and help them get to the root cause of their problems. So world needs more providers like you, Kelly. Thank you for And you too, Stephanie. (laughs) Thank you for coming on the show. This was wonderful. Thanks for asking. I was happy to be here. I love her story and her message. She is seriously one of those incredible human beings who's looking for the next person to help. She heightened my desire to add ozone to my practice, and I'm going to need more nurses. So if you're a nurse looking for a job change, moving to a functional medicine role, offering such IV therapy, be sure to reach out to info at IHHclinic.com. Be sure to check out my book, Your Longevity Blueprint. And if you aren't much of a reader, you're in luck. You can now take my course online where I walk you through each chapter in the book. Plus, for a limited time, the course is 50% off. Check this offer out at yourlongevityblueprint.com and click the course tab. One of the biggest things you can do to support the show and help us reach more listeners is to subscribe to the show. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. 
I do read all the reviews and would truly love to hear your suggestions for show topics, guests, and for how you're applying what you've learned on the show to create your own longevity blueprint. This podcast is produced by Team Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, wellness is waiting. The information provided in this podcast is educational. No information provided should be considered to be or used as a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always consult with your personal medical authority.